笑着。Get it? Bloopers. Three, two, one. Welcome back, listeners, to Toy Story Minute, the podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, one minute at a time. He hit head. Okay. He in this. Listen. Okay. Listen, I've been doing this for 87 listen, minutes. Listen, Linda. And I'm John. I am Jeb. And this is the toys. This are the breaks. Yeah. Minute 87 starts with Woody Snorton. Oh, sorry, listeners. I'm the worst. We're the worst. Yeah. Collectively. And it ends with a boom mic coming down. Mm-hmm. Whilst well, Jesse is laughing. Yeah, we'll get it. The boom mic, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But first I want to go through some of the credits that were right. interesting right. to me. The first is Helene Plotkin, who was one of the co-producers. And this is the only movie she's ever co-produced or really? produced. Yeah. But she did... Visual effects for the Macaulay Culkin classic, Page Master. Ah, yeah! yeah! Page Master starring uh, Christopher... I was going to say Lee, but not that. Walken. No, not that one either. <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd, thank you. I knew it was a first name, so that's why I said Lee. And also it starts with Lowell. Yeah. And also... You're thinking of Jet Lee. Yeah, that, him and Christopher course. Lloyd. They, I'm thinking they get... of the one starring Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it, she's only done a, a couple one, things. Yeah, yeah. The executive producer Sarah MacArthur only has two producer credits too. I, thought, I think you're thinking of Sarah McLaughlin. Oh yeah, that's yeah. obviously what I meant. Yeah, but Sarah you... MacArthur maybe the best two executive producer credits to have. This, yep, and The Lion King. Oh, right? nice. Nice. That is like, you know, producers do like a lot of random stuff. Right. Like as a producer, like it's a weird kind of job. Right. But imagine being like, yeah, by the way, I made The Lion King and And one of the best sequels. Toy Story 2. Yeah. The first, well, not the first, but. The first Pixar sequel. Yeah, the first good Pixar sequel. Maybe the first Disney sequel that was any good. Technically not backdating Star Wars, but. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. backdating. Like, the only non-direct-to-video one was, what, Rescuers Down Under, which I don't think was very good. The what Down Under? The Rescuers Down Under. You know the Rescuers with the mice and those the oh, yeah? cases? The Rescuers Down Under is the only Disney sequel to be in the animated canon, and it's where they go to Australia. Huh. Yeah, they go to Australia, mate. Oh, Dan Ender. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dan Ender. Who Who's Dan not, Under? He's not credited in this. Dan Under isn't? Yeah, no. Okay. He's uncredited. The... There's a difference between being not credited and being uncredited. Yeah, sure, sure. Because being uncredited means, like, you're still, like, might in be an IMDb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next person that's notable is Rita Shao. Co-wrote the screenplay. A lot of people wrote the screenplay, weirdly enough. Um, you mean, like, the one that was rushed? Like, they had a lot of people working on it? Yeah, yeah. I guess that, that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. But, her resume is really impressive, too. Her writing credits are this, Mulan, oh, and the 2017 My Little Pony movie. Right? Right? <laughs> she also <laughs> helped write... So, like, my three favorite movies? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> she also helped write, and is writing the sequel to, Enchanted. Oh. There's going to be a sequel to Enchanted. Did you know this? I actually didn't know that at all. It's called Disenchanted. Right? Whoa. That's so cool, right? Yeah, that actually is. I'm excited about 
that is I always concept. get Enchanted and Ella Enchanted. Yeah, confused. same. Is this Enchanted's the one with what's your face, right? With uh, Amy uh, Adams. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say Anne Hathaway. Was that Ella Enchanted? That was Ella Enchanted. Oh, yeah. I mixed it up too. Yeah. Womp womp. Enchanted starts with their animated and then. Oh! Yeah, yeah I did get a mix up with Ella Enchanted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Enchanted then. Really? No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's a good one. They have like a carriage right through the park or something. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah, and I it's haven't like, seen Enchanted then. Yeah, I've only Enchanted, seen Enchanted. Yeah, Amy Adams and like the prince in Enchanted come into New York and they're yeah, trying they're, to like, do. fictional in a non fictional world. They like don't know that they're fictional. And, okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like the. Fish the out prince, of water. The prince just keeps like trying to like meta. burst into song randomly mm-hmm. and just. Yeah. It's funny. I need to see that because I've heard very many good things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Another... And the prince is uh, James Marsden, so... Oh, cool! Yeah. And Patrick Dempsey is the dude that... The dude. The other dude. Yeah. The last credit of note in this one is Glenn McQueen, who was an animator. An animator? Yeah, yeah. He's an anime. But His dad he... was the original manga. Glenn McQueen's dad Glenn. the manga. Yeah. He died... In 2002, during the making of Finding Nemo, at 41, from melanoma. Was he working on Finding Nemo? Yes. Oh. Yes. And he was called the heart and soul of the animation department. Finding Nemo was dedicated to him, I think, at the end of the credits. I was going to say, I, sh- I need to like start paying attention when it says like, this film is dedicated yeah, to Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. There's a, even on the DVD, there's a secret tribute documentary to him. Really? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Most notably in Pixar history... In honor of him, Glenn McQueen gave his last name to... Lightning. Yes! He's named after Glenn McQueen. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. It's like if they gave someone the last name Ramft after Joe. Or Ramft. Lassiter. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. wait, no, or Whedon. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what? Uh, Never mind. <laughs> <to> McQueen. <laughs> so the bloops continued. Um, Rex hit head. Right. They, okay, they do this joke this bit so much better in the blue because there's no beat there's no beat before he says but I don't what should we head. do use your head boom i don't want to use my head not use your head i don't want to use my head yeah it's, while he's being carried it's so much better it's honestly the kind of thing where it's like literally i could take the film highlight that bit and hit the delete key and it would be that much better mm-hmm. and that they did it for this bloop means I'm thinking that between this movie coming out and them releasing the bloopers, they that realized that it was yeah! bad. Yeah. Which makes me think, why didn't they just George Lucas that out? That would have worked. That I would have been fine with them George Lucas seeing that out. Yeah. Uh, although George Lucas, I guess, only adds things when he did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Reverse they, George they Lucas. Thing. Yeah. This is not really a bloop bloop. It's the first non-bloop bloop, where it's just bloop, kind bloop, of like bloop. an alternative joke. Yeah. Which I like a lot more. This one doesn't quite hit get home for me. Yes. Cheese well, not yet. Not yet. Jeb, first we have to talk about a real bad one. Oh, yeah. The burp one. Oh. Ugh. This is a bloop bloop. That one sucks. Yeah. This one of the extra buzzes, and they talk about him like he's an actor. Right. And he burps. It's the fifth time. Yeah. Okay, so five times in a row he burped during the scene? During this B-roll of the aisle? He's an extra. Fire him. You get him out of there. Buzzes. Get him out of there. Or at least don't focus on him. Right. It's very bad. Mm. Like, kick him out. I hate it. I hate it. And he says it's because of a bean burrito he had for lunch. Those make you fart. I've never heard of a bean burrito making you burp. Right. Why not say, like, I don't know, I drink, I drink I don't a know. lot of soda. 
Well, that's not a good joke either. I know. Bean burrito is not a good joke. It's either. more logical. Yeah, it makes more sense. But what, it's... what is a food that makes you burp? Silence. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave in that stretch of silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very bad. And now we get to the Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, the actual good one. Yeah. The best blooper. Well, yeah. I mean, it gets carried over into. Yeah, it. there's there's like four or five parts of it. Yeah. Well, okay. To me. This and bye-bye now, bye-bye, are, like, the ones that are, like, okay, yes, it's totally worth having these bloops. You're right, yeah. It works so well. And it's also Mrs. Potato Head's most notable scene in the movie. And it's not even part of the actual movie. Yeah! If you saw this movie when it came out, you didn't see this. Right. Which is an honest shame. It's a shame, yeah. Yeah. Cheese puffs. In case you get hungry. Which, okay. Yeah, that, that, that was gonna say. This is actually both a non-bloop bloop and a bloop bloop. Yes, because in the very, very end, he says, I'm calling my agent. So this is, like, also the actor. Mm -hmm. But it's also just an alternate joke. Right. This is fully putting the nail in the toys can eat. Yeah. But also, toys can get hungry. Yeah, in case you get hungry. That's important, because toys being able to eat, previously we had said toys can eat, but they don't have to. Right. This implies that... There is such a thing as toy hunger. Yeah. So then, when they're ten years in the attic, or the toy chest, Mm -hmm. what do they do? Not eat. You would notice all this food missing in your household. Or maybe... Are these guys borrowers? Is there a... Yeah. I think that, honestly... Is there a difference between getting hungry and starving? Maybe. Okay, two theories on this. Maybe... First theory, the actor toys, which I hate that we've established this movie. Yeah, that's, that upsets. The actor toys eat, but the toys in the movie don't. Right. Second theory, when they get tired, they can eat, and it's like, restores them, but they don't need it. So there's I like so that one better it's like than power the first up one. A, I like it's a power up one. in a video game. I like that one better than the first one. I think that should be our new canon. Yeah. This isn't canon. Right. But it's the closest to canon we have in right. the bloopers, I think. Right. So, I think unless contradicted, we should stick with this. Yeah. For I three agree. and eventually four. I agree. Yeah. So, that's good. We agree on things. Sometimes. Yes. Uh, and a key. I don't know what, what it's, it's for. for. But, you know, just in case, you gotta use it on. <laughs> I feel like this is a thing that more, when you're a couple decades older than us, you have. Where you have a key that you don't know what's for. I've had extra keys to things that I know what they're for. Right. But, like, for instance, my mom is a music teacher at elementary schools. Yes, she's a key. She goes around to a bunch of elementary schools in the district where she works, so she has keys to all these rooms. So she's got a big room of keys and, like, a janitor. Mm -hmm. Big ring of keys. Whose key is... What would toys need with keys? Like, who's... Is this Andy's key? Is this Andy's key? And it's, like, a key. key? If the key is, like... (gasps) You know how you lose your keys? They're borrowers in it! This is just like the cheese puffs. She stole a key. Oh, Mrs. Potato Head. She's a klepto. You are a klepto. Oh my god. Klepto potatiac. Nice. That's not, it's nothing. It's nothing at all. Kleptato. Klepto carrot de papa. (laughs) Is Mrs. Potato Head a carrot de mama? No, she's um, Senora Carrie the Papa, because Papa is potato. I know, not... but... Okay, yeah. Oh. oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, technically, then, he's only a Carrie the Papa in the end when he adopts the... Ah, yes. Daddy. Let's adopt them. <laughs> 
This key, though, is weird because it's, like, stubby. Yeah. I had a key like this for a bicycle lock once, mm-hmm. but I can't think of anything else that I've ever seen a key like this for. Right. It, it's not, like, a door key. It, it does look pretty dorky, though. Uh, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The one last bloop for this minute is the breaky string thing. Which, we don't really get into the meat of it until next minute, so I'm going to save some of that. But... Joan Cusack is also great at... Also a great laugher! Yeah. Like, this feels so genuine that, obviously, I don't want to say Joan Cusack's a worse actor than Tom Hanks. She's just, you know, she hasn't been in it for as long, but who has? Yeah, right. At this point. Right. But, like, these are the things that make me think about the recording process for this. And it's like, wow, you really recreated this in your mind. Right, like, Yeah. It's so good, and it's so natural. Yeah. I think this laugh is even better than Tom Hanks's laugh. Than Thomas's? Yeah, because Tom Hanks's laugh, he has to stop and snort and then start laughing. Right. And he does like a yelly laugh, which is Tom Hanks's right. natural laugh, whatever. But Joan Cusack's... Tom Hanks's is very is Tom like hanks right out the gate. Yeah. And it's Joan Cusackian. Yeah. But like, wow. Cusackerous. Right. Cusackery. <laughs> Yes. But Sometimes he, Zach is short for Zachary. I guess I'm just going to talk about this whole book or whatever. Screw it. Because it starts here. But like, the string breaking thing. I mean, I guess we'll talk about that that part of the next minute. But the, the thing that really gets me here is the boom mic? Yeah. It's small. It is. So, toys are also recording? Well, okay, because we saw little hands on the speed marker, the clapper things. Yeah. I'm remembering in Bug's Life they also had boops. Mm-hmm. And in that, there was a bit where Woody is the one with the clapper. He's the one with the... Oh. Yeah. He makes a silent cameo where he's just like... Clap. His head appears like, you know, he's, he's doing the clap thing. But in this, they look like little humans. Mm-hmm. So, is this toys filming toys? I think so. My alternate theory, are you ready for this? Toys? No, 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 no. My alternate theory is humans are filming this. The toys are human-sized actors... In a giant set, all of the humans in the film... Are giants? Are giant animatronics. That's why they look so bad. That's what, especially... And that's how they improve over the course of the movies. Sure. And it's also why there are no humans in these bloops. Because why would they bloop up? Right. You know? Because they're made up. And now that I'm thinking about Bugs Life, in the Bugs Life bloopers... There's a thing where the bird is like a robot and it malfunctions. Mm-hmm. That keeps in with that. So all of this is, even if they're toy sized, these humans are animatronics, I think. Right. Next movie, they vastly improve even more. Wow. Al is like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. He's just like, wow. Yeah. You really pulled that off. Good job. White Knight again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know those dinosaurs didn't actually have a spray thing? Like in real life, those dinosaurs didn't oh. spray like a ink or poison right. or whatever. I think I did hear that, that was just somewhere. added in. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, I think I did hear that, actually. You could just had to gnaw his face off. Right. It's weird to just add that. Right. Yeah. But, the yeah, the boom mic thingy, and it, that implies the camera's also small. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Or we're looking at, like, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids scenario. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Rick Moranis is behind the camera. <laughs> so... So they had a human crew to film this and shrank them down specifically for this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so weird. That seems so counterintuitive. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes more sense than these are giant sets. 
Right. Or it could be, again, it could be different toys filming this. Right. It's a film, it's a toy documentary. With, okay, because these are... It's not a toy story. It's a toy... It's a toy documentary. Yeah. This is the only toy story with bloopers. Mm-hmm. So, Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3, where they also, like, filmed in a similar manner, do you think? In yeah. this, like, second layer of meta-narrative? Yeah. I think that Toy Story 1, they didn't do the <gasps> bloopers because they didn't have funding. I think I get why Mr. Shark wasn't in that last shot. Last minute. He was shooting. He was shooting! Hey! Although, he would be the worst choice because his yeah. arms don't work. Yeah, he'd be a terrible choice. He'd be holding the camera in his mouth. Yeah, he'd crush it. He'd crush it because he's a shark. He is a shark. Rawr. A Mr. Shark. Grr, howdy, howdy. Grr, howdy, howdy. Grr. So let's talk about characters, specifically returning characters. Recurring roles. Yes, characters from the first movie. The most important one, obviously, is Woody. Woodrow. Yes. Woody, I think, is better in this movie than the last movie. Oh, yeah. And that is one of the reasons I like this movie more than the last movie. Mm -hmm. Not only does he have the growth from last film, that we see explicitly in his interactions with Stinky Pete. Mm -hmm. Like, it specifically calls back to him saying, like, yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I've experienced that. It's just so well done. Right. And he just continues to grow in a way that I don't know that he does in Toy Story 3. Right. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he kind of levels off. Honestly, like, we haven't, I haven't even begun to, like, think about us doing Toy Story 3 yet, really. But, like, it feels like the main character of that is more, like, I don't know, Lotso? Yeah. Andy, maybe? It's more telling Lotso's story than... The group of the toys, honestly? It's more of a group movie than a... No one changes in that movie. Right. Except for, like... Barbie? Kind of. Ken? Is Ken the secretly most (laughs) complex... I've been thinking about this a lot because... Andy is pretty complex in that movie. And he does change. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Andy's the main character. Lotso's very complex, but he doesn't change. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He just gets his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this with the next movie. We do actually have a pretty problematic element. A couple of problematic elements. One, we've got Spanish Buzz, which is oh, kind of a yeah. weird thing. Because it does the whole Latin lover stereotype. Yeah, that one's... Yeah, that's... A little icky. We'll get into it more, obviously. I mean... The second one, which is very weirdly, I think, like, right on the edge of when it was acceptable to be in a film, is the Ken stuff. There's, like... I don't know if you could call them, like, homophobic jokes? Or, like... I think they're just more, like... Oh, when he's, like, I'm not a girl's toy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the... I'm thinking specifically of a scene where they see Barbie dressed up as Ken. They see her heels. And they're just like, Which is weird because, A, that's a part of her body. B, it's not homophobic because Ken obviously is one of the most hetero or at least, you know, attracted to women characters. He's got the big romance plot next movie. Yeah. Him and Jesse and Buzz, basically. Him, Jesse, Buzz, and Barbara. He's like the most hetero character in the film. Oh, yeah. And yet, so it's kind of a camp-phobic or I guess, like, yeah. metrophobic? Yeah. I think um, it's just anti-femininity. Yeah. Especially as expressed in men, which I think is going to be really interesting for the two of us, because, like, we're both men, and we both, we're both, I assume, fairly woke. confident in our gender. Hashtag woke. And our, yeah, and our wokeness. And that's just going to be such an interesting thing that they just basically constantly attack Ken mm-hmm. just for... Being comfortable with himself. Not even for that. Just for... What, how he was made. Oh, yeah. Like, not even the purpose... Just the fact that he was made to be played with by specifically young girls. Right. 
Not right. even the way he acts. Right. Yeah. It's really mess. There's some toxic masculinity problems in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. We're gonna have fun addressing it. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Because as be fun. as icky as it is, I think it's more interesting almost. Yeah. Because it says a lot about toy society too. Because mm-hmm. Sunnyside's the biggest toy society we see. Oh yeah. We started out talking about Woody, and now we're talking about Ken. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Woody's development is amazing in this movie. Yeah. He learns to have some pride in himself mm-hmm. after getting it broken down last right. movie. He had to break it down last movie so he could rebuild it in yeah. a more healthy way this movie. And he kind of, he learns his identity. Yeah. Whereas last movie, it was more of protecting his little identity ego, within, within ego, the group. Yeah. yeah. This is more like who I am to my kids. Everybody. Yeah. I don't know. And also, like, my relationship with humans. Right. Basically. He learned what relationship he should have with humans and what he wanted to have. He was part of all the action set pieces in this. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Woody's the real hero of this more than last movie, where it's Woody and Buzz joint. Right. Speaking of Buzz. Buzzard. Buzz has... Next to no role in this film, right? Because most utility of, belt buzz does say, more. Most of the buzz stuff is utility belt buzz, yeah. and the most memorable buzz stuff too. Is, yeah, which I feel like, and we've hinted at this before. I feel like the writers do just, not know how to write. Buzz. Once they wrote Buzz to accept that he's a mm. toy, they're just kind of like, "What now?" Because Buzz, knowing he's a toy, what are his characteristics beyond campiness, campiness, and confidence? Yeah. And even then, the confidence is kind of undermined by his awkwardness with Jesse, which right. I don't hate that. I think it's cute. Right. But it does, like, kind of muddy that aspect of his character. Yeah. They had to find a way to make it so they could continue writing Buzz as he was in the first and one. And they do that not only in this movie, but in the next movie. Yeah. This, with Not only do they reset him to factory mode, but also Spanish mode. Yeah. Buzz is barely himself next movie. Right. And in this movie, it's a different Buzz entirely. Yeah. They wrote one plot for Buzz that they really liked, which is delusional and space man Buzz. And they did it three Buzz. times. They did yeah. it three times. Yeah. I think maybe the second biggest fault of this movie. I was going to say, I mean, it was... The biggest fault I'll yeah. bring up later is I think that, just preview, I think that Jesse doesn't get any growth as a character. Yeah. She has a lot of backstory, but no growth. But we'll talk about that when we talk about new characters. Yeah. But that Buzz doesn't really do anything yeah or change or anything. yeah like all the quote-unquote filler in this movie is also buzz centric mm-hmm. and it's just like he's the boring leader guy yeah that's all he does is he says come on let's walk i check oh, check check, check. You yeah you could have done a lot with that too that instead we got to the zerg scene which was fun but after being rejected by woody after journeying all this way think of all the cool character moments we could have had of right. him like coping with that right he went all his way to save someone who didn't want to be rescued which is kind of mirrors last movie yeah where like woody eventually wanted to save buzz after he didn't want to be rescued yeah he was like i'm done i'm not a real space ranger i'm done yeah which that's also interesting because it was after woody didn't want to save buzz right the reluctance and the what saving a person really means especially when it's like their self-interest versus what you think is best for them right like, kind of, it's almost like when your parent gets old and you put them in a home or not, you mm-hmm. know? Like, is this best for them? Or is it best for you? Or is it best for them, but they don't want to do it? Right. Like, that's hard. Yeah. And that's the thing is, Buzz basically is, like, questioning whether he should put Woody in, like, rehab or forcefully take him from this thing because it will be better for him in the long run. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to this later. We'll get to this later, but that he does in, like, the, the original script, that's... 
Oh, well, he, that is? Yeah, he, like, tries, like... I have run the original script since before we started. He removes it. He so, tries, like, yeah. remove him from Al's apartment by, like, force. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We, well, here's the thing. Kind of like that idea. Yeah. I kind of think that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. And even, it could have created internal conflicts in the B-team. Oh, yeah. Speaking of B-team, uh, we got a lot more from Ham, Slinky, Rex, and Potato Head in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, and I like more it. More than last movie, And I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Ham, I think, this is the best movie for him. Yeah, this is his, yeah. Because he gets good jokes, and they're not all... It's a good split between the fact that he's a piggy bank, so, like, he drops his coins a couple of times. And the fact that he's Cliff Clavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's both of those jokes really well balanced. Yeah. To the point where, when he says, what is it, pork bellies? Pork belly? Oh, no, that's Slink who says that. Yeah. But still, like, when he's up there and he's like, oh, coming through, you know, that kind of thing. Or even, like, the pig pile. It's like a good balance of what he is and who he is. Right. Then I think he's stellar in this movie. He's awesome. Him and Slink, I think, are the two best parts. Yeah. Well, not the two, but but two of the best parts. The most improved. Yeah. Well, Slinky had a lot of surprising amount of character growth last movie. Mm -hmm. This movie, I think we could have done the same as with we should have done with Buzz, where it's like, he does give that mournful look to Woody. Right. But it could have been so much more. Right. Because, like, think about this for Slinky. He's already been through this with Woody. Right. Buzz was with Woody all last movie. Right. Slinky was not. Right. He, he already, already knows what it's like this. to lose yeah. Woody. Yeah. Not just lose him, but also, like, lose, like, the respect for him. Yeah. He's done it twice. Yeah. And both times, like, both. he had to put his utility to use. Yeah. And Slinky has been, like, his, faithful like, dog. faithful biggest yeah. fan. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Besides Buzz, he's probably Woody's best friend. Yeah. Maybe Bo Peep, depending how you define friends. Right. But even then, like, last movie, there was definitely more interaction between him and Woody than Bo Peep and Woody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Rex goes interesting places in this movie. Yeah, he's... Kind of departed from the last movie with the whole, like, gamer subplot. Yeah, that was interesting. I like it because it seems like the kind of thing that an introvert like Rex would do. Right, just get into games. Yeah, and it's especially interesting, like, with next movie when he does some stuff with a computer. Mm -hmm. Like, we see that dinosaurs are weirdly into modern technology. I was going to say, it kind of builds. I really like that. It kind of builds on itself. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not anything hinted at last movie. Right. And last movie, like, his not confidence was a thing. Mm -hmm. And they tried to establish, like, that as being grown, but not actually happening. Like, growth didn't actually happen. But he was like, oh, a leaf eater or whatever. Dominant Predator, that weird joke. Yeah, that was, yeah. But... Then, I think this movie, it's kind of, he's more, he's a little more healthy with it. Yeah. Like, he's still not as confident as he should be. Right. But, he's able to be outgoing. Right. Like, he's able to do what he needs yeah. to do. Like, it's last not movie, like a he hindrance. couldn't do anything. Yeah. This he's, movie, he does things, some of them by accident, but like, yeah. when he tells Utility about Buzz to believe in himself, mm-hmm. that's a speech to himself. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was gonna say, that's not yeah. as much for Utility about Buzz yeah. as it is for him. And from that point on, like, what he's navigating and all that kind of stuff, I mean, he doesn't do a whole lot in, right. like, the airport scene. No one... Uh, no one really does, yeah. Except for, like, Woody, basically. Yeah. We could have seen some more growth there, I think, too. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, we'll get into this when we talk about changes we would make, but the third act of this movie feels like it should have been longer, which would would have messed with the construction of right. the movie, but would have, like, 
that's where all the character development could have happened, which is right. weird. The divisions of this movie are weird, but we'll talk about that later. Right. We've talked about Slinky's really good. Mr. Potato Head, I think, he... He's chilled out a little bit. Yeah, which works, because we see Mrs. Potato Head and all that. Mm-hmm. It's a great contrast. I really like his character as of this movie. Yeah, me too. Whereas last movie, he was kind of just jerk. Yeah. I didn't like him last movie. Like, he had some good jokes, but I didn't like him right. as a person. Right. This movie, the jokes are a little less, as far as the, like, him coming apart. Mm-hmm. He does come apart a couple of times, but, like, I think the biggest, like, joke about him being different parts is the angry eyes. Yeah. Uh, Miss yeah. Angry Which works. Yeah. And is quotable, and, like, I think, honestly, Mr. Potato... Well, no, we'll get into that with differences. Okay. Because I think Mrs. Potato Head kind of should have been the new Mr. Potato Head. Because uh, yeah. his character is so different anyway. Yeah. Or maybe they could have worked as a team. Whatever, we'll get into that. Like, uh, both of them could have gone on the, yeah. on the B team. Yeah. yeah, like in the beginning of Toy Story 3, when they're... Uh, yeah, they're the... One-Eyed Betty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a married man now. Yeah. yeah. Was that the whole B team? I believe so. Bo doesn't do anything. Nope. She, she barely kisses, gets lines. She kisses Buzz. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. That's, like, her big thing. And, and she tells Woody that, like, Andy still loves you, mm-hmm. and you don't have your hat. Cool, whatever. Mr. Shark doesn't even get a line. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think the other toys really get much at all. Right. Are there any characters that get more? Mrs. Davis gets a little bit, but only just, like, being a mom. Right. Most of her development in this movie was from us. <laughs> right. Andy, not much changed. Molly learns to walk. Cool. Yeah. Good character development for Molly. I mean, about as much character yeah. development as you could ask for like a one-and-a-half-year-old. There's one other character. We actually haven't gotten to the reveal yet, but there's one other character from the last movie in this movie. One of the little green men says oh. he was in the last movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think it's the same one, or is it the same actor? We'll get into that next Yeah, that's, when that, that's when a that lot. Comes yeah. up. But we can't really say there's any character development there. No, there's not. Is that all the characters from the last movie that are, if any note, here? Sarge. Sarge? Does Sarge do anything? Not really. He talks. He's credited. Like, Arlie Ernie is Yeah, but credited. what does he do in this movie? He looks for the hat, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's literally all he does. Gosh, he's very under... Like, he gets more in this Underutilized, the yeah, and he's yeah. not even... Actually, next movie, I think there's, like, only... They're barely in the movie, but their scenes are memorable. Yeah. I like the Army Men next movie. Yeah, like the leaving. Yeah, yeah. they don't do much this one. No. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess that means, until next minute... Uh, I want to use my head, but I don't want to use my head. Boom, boom, boom. No beats in between. Yay. Comic timing. They did it better. Yay. What is Mrs. Potato I had head? the bean burrito. <laughs> oh, you had the bean burrito? Well, you should have some cheese puffs in case you get hungry. <laughs> He's the very Bye. best.